Greetings. Greetings, Earthlings. Greetings, Earthlings. How are you? Good. Good. Busy. Busy and not busy, right? Like, we do nothing, and then all of a sudden I do 500 things, and then I go back to nothing. I think Anna's on here. I am. I'm just eavesdropping, so don't mind me. Darn, we forgot (laughs) to talk about her. Oh, man, you want me to hang up? (laughs) (laughs) Anna's just, she's just watching Russell Wilson workout videos. We know it. (laughs) That's what I was doing. (laughs) Well, you are listening to All Things Considered. Oh, wait, wait. You're listening to Listen and Learn or Not with Anna D, Coach Lori, Lady Claire. Oh, I like Lady Claire. That's nice. I got that from one of your Facebook friends who called you that. Really? Yes. Got to remember who that is. I'm going to keep on using it. Okay. Or would you rather be Claire, Countess of Capital City? (laughs) Yes, but that's too long, so Lady Claire is fine. Or Clairvoyant. (laughs) Clairvoyant. I once thought about that being my radio, like my last name for radio would be Voyant, Clairvoyant. I, I thought that was hilarious for about 20 seconds. <laughs> That's awesome. Gosh. You know, last week we were going to talk about somebody and we ran out of time. Should we start with that? Yeah, sure. we could do that. Chris Harrison. <laughs> yes. Some big news came out of Bachelor Nation. Chris Harrison, he's the host and face of the Bachelor TV show. He has stepped aside from the show for a period of time. Claire, you're the veteran Bachelor viewer in this group. Uh, do you want to set this one up? Do you, <laughs> the, you uh, talk about how it all unfolded? It. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's been the host of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and most of the spinoffs and permutations since it started and he's kind of the not just the host of the show but if you've ever watched one of these shows he's kind of the moderator and narrator and go between between the when when there's a tussle between the contestants or whatever he he tries to kind of negotiate and he sort of has the the even keeled common sense he's the one who's going to like keep everybody calm thing and he found himself in the middle of a firestorm and had to step aside we don't know if this is permanent or just for the rest of the season or then they had to like do they cut him out because you know it's all pre-taped were they going to cut him out were they not i haven't actually watched to see if they did that or not those discussions are, are still continuing essentially what happened was there were some images that came out of a contestant rachel kirkenall who's on this season she was this was from 2018 when i believe she was 18 years old if i'm not correct i mean yeah. if i'm if i'm correct where she went to a party where the theme was like a southern plantation southern bell kind of thing she was getting a lot of you know a lot of bad press for that and she hadn't said anything about it they saw everything happens so fast now in the age of twitter everything happens at, at lightning speed and before she really had a chance to answer for what was going on chris harrison was on the podcast of a uh, of another former the first uh, black bachelorette rachel lindsay who now has her own show um, and they were talking about what happened. And what he said was essentially that she should be allowed to explain herself and that viewing what happened in 2018 isn't fair to view through the lens of 2021 because not everybody knows now what they knew then. But he sort of said it in a way that sounded dismissive. I don't know that he intended to, and I'll get into my opinion in a second. Right now, I'm just trying to get the the facts out. He sort of said it in a way that was like, oh, girls will be girls, you know? In addition to that, he said he felt like she was a victim of what he called the woke police. Mm. And Rachel Lindsay pretty much let him just say what he wanted to say. And then after it was over, just 
she kind of stoked this firestorm of of saying that he's essentially has blind spots for what he's talking about by not taking Rachel Kirkinell to task by, you know, all he was saying was let her speak for herself. Let her have her her say in what this is before we all go cancel her. Essentially, because he did that before the Rachel Kirkinell had something to say, he himself got canceled. And then not very long after that, or almost almost literally simultaneous to all of this, Rachel Kirkinell came out and apologized and said, I didn't understand then and I know differently now and yada, yada, yada. So she sort of got out of it and he found himself in the firestorm and he and he resigned. How'd I do, Anna? Is that pretty good? You, you did very well. Good job. Yeah. Clap, 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 clap. Yes. And this, now, can I get into the Claire's opinion section? Yes. Sure. And, this is going to be a little dicey, and uh, to be honest, I'm a little afraid to talk about this, but um, I need your guys' help because I want to express how I feel, and I need you to explain to me how I could see things differently. Um, I don't understand how anything he said was wrong, and, and here's why. Should she have known better at the age of 18 in 2018 than to make light of the Civil War? Of course she should. We all should. But did we all three years ago? Not necessarily. Did we all one year ago? Not necessarily. I'm not saying that people should be able to do these things. I'm saying that you don't necessarily know what you don't know. Me, for example, up until this summer, I've lived my entire life, but up until this summer, I didn't know that the word antebellum referred to anything other than the architecture, the physical architecture, the buildings of the South. I didn't really know the origin of the word and what it had to do with a plantation style or the Civil War. So I would throw that word just around like anything until the country music group Lady Annabellum spoke about how they realized that that word evokes something extremely visceral for people. And they call that a blind spot, something you don't even realize that you don't know that you're doing that's offensive, that you've done your whole life. And they corrected that. And I've corrected that. And that was in 2020. I would hate to think that I sent out a tweet a year ago about, boy, I sure did love the Annabellum architecture of, of the Vanderbilt Hotel. And then I get canceled because I said that, because that was a year ago and not six months ago. And so I think that's all he was trying to say. I really do. And I also think his term woke police, I think everyone jumps to the assumption that he's referring to black people. I don't think he is. I think he's referring to anyone who is an armchair critic, anyone who sits in their home and trolls on Twitter and looks for something to jump on that they themselves didn't understand a week ago, a year ago, five years ago. But now, you know, there's an old saying, there's, there's no worse uh, ex, you know, there's no worse person to be around when you're smoking than an ex-smoker, right? right? Like everyone who suddenly is an expert is the worst person to be around. And I think that's what he meant by woke police. So that's my piece. And now I'm ready to listen to what you guys think. So, um, you were actually the one who had to tell me what antebellum was, so I had no idea until last year as well. Um, one, I, I felt like when he was saying all this stuff, when I was listening to him, he was making it sound like 2018 was 1818. <laughs> so uh-huh. I, I felt like, gosh, you're making it sound like it's like a billion years ago back in when everybody was going to the coal mines or something. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. Uh, so, so I felt like, okay, that's not right. Back to the old South parties. Yeah, women dressed as Southern bells, men were like in suspenders. And when you're invited to these parties, it's a, a privilege 
and an honor and it's very exclusive we know that when you celebrate those traditions of the old south it accompanies the atrocities that go along with them like you know slavery of course and degrading black people um her sorority banned these old south parties nationally but her sorority had been throwing them anyway uh her her picture pops up there in 2018 in one of these parties it it just it, it felt like uh he didn't want to really understand why it was such a, an offensive it's just that it's troublesome that she did that and i felt like he didn't really want to know he was he felt more sorry for the person who had offended uh, than the people that she offended. <laughs> Does right. that make sense? It, it was almost like, yeah, I know he had it with the woke police. Oh, there was there's enough woke police to, to go around. But besides the fact that she went to this old South party back in 2018, Rachel Kirkinell had also had other picks um, that were discovered, such as she posed mm-hmm. for another one, appro- like appropriating other cultures, so dressed as Native American. You know, she, well, she liked a picture with some friends posing in front of the Confederate flag. And so her, it's her friends group that's also dodgy. Uh, they say the N-word on Twitter and, and all that kind of stuff. So those are the things I heard. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. She was, so, so Lindsay, I don't know if you heard the, the interview, but it was, it was letting him talk. She was right. just letting him talk. And so he said everything, basically almost like there's nothing else you could say after he said everything that he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what, that's how I, that was how I was feeling when I was listening to him. So, so right. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. my question would be, since I don't really watch The Bachelorette, is was that out of character for him? It it wasn't even relevant to anything that he does on the show, other than it's extremely relevant because he's the face of the franchise. Right. So, no. it. I think Anna had a great uh, analogy a couple days ago, was that Chris Harrison leaving The Bachelor is like Vanna White leaving Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, different because I mean the letters wouldn't get turned or or come on you know if it weren't for her right mm-hmm. but if she were to get asked about this topic right so this is not not very often at least that I can recall this type of thing would come up directly on the broadcast usually it was more about you found out he was cheating when he was 17 years old and should you you know like that's the kind of the kind of bachelor and bachelorette level didn't used to rise to this uh type of discussion but nevertheless he's the face of the franchise and Ivana White were out there saying stuff that 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 people didn't didn't fall in with and you know she'd probably get kicked off too so i wouldn't call it out of character for him it was just absent of of his character aside from his character yeah Yeah. so what's your verdict both of you stay go oh interesting can i can i throw in one other thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) side note i think he's done like I have felt from Chris Harrison for the last year, the way the whole last season went down with Peter the pilot and how there was the twist with the twist and the twist under the twist beneath the twist that had to do with what girl he was going to pick and what girl he really wanted. And then was he with the producer? And there was a whole lot of crazy stuff that happened like a bachelorette and a half ago that was just so 
soap opera and different from the way that it used to run. And then when COVID hit and they went into quarantine and they sh they've been shooting the whole series in a resort in California and they've all been under strict, 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 strict quarantine. But his son went back to college in Texas and he wanted to take his son back. And the producer said, no, you can't go. And he basically said, screw you, I'm going anyway. And he left. And then they had to quarantine him for an extra two weeks. And there was a whole thing there. I don't think he said these things to get himself fired by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's a man of high character and he was grossly misunderstood. But I do think he's sick of being on the show and it wouldn't surprise me if he was like, oh, well, too bad. Oh, wow. So this year was the first time I've, this season is the first time I, I ever watched The Bachelorette, as you know. So mm -hmm. I, I have nothing to go by, but my first impressions of Chris Harrison was, oh, he's a likable guy and everyone yep. trusts him. He's good to the women and is very gentle and letting them cry on his shoulder. And he's also a man's man, you know. So <laughs> I, I felt bad because he is, he's, he's the constant there. And, yeah. and I don't know him as much as, you know, you and a lot of people in the Bachelor Nation know. I, I have not been following, but I all I could tell was, oh, yeah, I could see why this guy sticks around, you know, has been doing this for 20 years and 25 yeah. seasons or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, it's really, it's it really stinks. And, and you know, I, uh, I know there are people that probably want to give him a pass, <laughs> Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I think he's too. I don't know. He might be too far gone at this point. I mean, he's been dropped from the crest teeth whitening ads. Right. Oh, yeah. But who can you can you imagine the bachelor and the bachelorette shows without the guy? I can't. But then again, I didn't think I could picture dancing with the stars without Tom Bergeron. And oh. um I missed him. I certainly prefer him to Tyra Banks, but you know what? It's really all about the dancing. So, you know, I will, I, I would miss Chris Harrison, but really it's all about the crazy craziness of the guys and girls on the bachelor and the bachelorette than it is about the host, you know? Yeah. So if they, if they get a good person, if they get a quality person, um, then, you know, we'll, we'll forget all about him. I mean, I don't watch Jeopardy a lot. But the thing is, if, you know, even if I see a commercial and if you see somebody else other than Alex Trebek, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know. <laughs> I agree with you. I haven't watched it. I have not been able to bring myself to watch Jeopardy. I, there's no reason to, you know? And that's terrible because it's the same program. But I miss, I miss Alex. I miss the guy. I, I actually saw a glimpse of it the other day. I'm trying to think of why. Oh, I had to stop by a friend's house to pick something up. And when she went to get it, her TV was on. And the guy that's doing it, he did this big tribute to Alex before the show. And I thought, I wonder if he does that every day or if it was just today. But, you know, it took about two minutes to say good things about Alex and how he'll be missed. And so I just thought that, you know, in our business, when somebody disappears, we don't say a word. It's like they never existed. So <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Alex Trebek was so beloved. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sure Chris Harrison wishes he had the career of, mm -hmm. of Alex Trebek in terms of, of of that longevity and and just general belovedness. But you know what, Alex Trebek rarely gave interviews or spoke about anything outside of the realm of his program until he got sick. And even then, it wasn't 
until he started becoming a bit of a face and, and spokesman for cancer and, and you know, treatment and, and that kind of thing. And he became such a hero to me. He's always, he was always a hero to me, but really the strength. I mean, my gosh, the man worked so deep into his illness with such courage and, and such character for the people he worked with and for his family. But he never, he, what's the expression? He stayed in his lane, mm. you know. That's a good and, point. And I, I, people don't do that anymore. Everybody's got to talk about everything. And, you you know, you'll you get yourself into trouble if you either don't don't know what you're talking about or, or don't understand how to how to listen and, and think something through. Or if you don't say something, some people get called out, too. Then you're affirming. You know, it. you're right. Yeah. You, you can't you really can't stay silent. Can you mm-hmm. sometimes? Mm hmm. You know, I yeah. I didn't see him on the show because I don't watch it. But I, two things crossed my mind as we've I've been known we were going to talk about this. One is we're really quick today to call people out, which is a good thing because enough is enough, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, you look at these people that are doing podcasts and being outrageous and saying terrible things, and I mean, I feel like. There's certain people that can't get away with it. And then there's the influencers who get to do everything. And my mind's trying to figure that out. What, what, like the lanes, you know, what are the lanes? If you're a public figure on TV, seen every day or, you know, in a regular way, you have to hold things closer to your, you know, your heart, maybe like Alex did and not really grant the interviews. Laura, that's such a good point. It's hard. I mean, exactly. What is the difference? What is the difference between a an influencer? How come how come one segment of the population gets to say just crazy, outrageous, ridiculous things and another segment hardly gets to say anything? And he, I used to would have said, well, that's the difference between uh, free broadcast television and paid subscription television like Netflix or whatever. But even that's not the case anymore. The lines are all blurred. I don't know. It seems like this week alone, no, maybe the last few weeks, we've had quite a few people that have disappointed us. One of them is our former now Seattle Mariners CEO, President Kevin Mathers. Boy, did he. (laughs) I don't know what the phrase is. Screw the pooch. I don't know. (laughs) He really stuck his foot in it bad and he didn't even seem to to know you you want to describe this one anna (laughs) gosh i i'm trying to find my notes here and i think i lost them but basically he stood in front of a bellevue breakfast rotary club giving inside information on the mariners situation their finances he talked like he was just having a beer with some friends at a bar um he was talking he was kind of talking about why can't so and so uh learn English and he, he was just kind of going at it talking about a couple of them. Yeah, there was a, a Japanese player and a I believe a Dominican player and he was saying that they he didn't understand why they're we pay these guys a lot of money and then we also pay for their translator. So why should we mm. you know why why do we have to pay both? You know what else? He he had a whole list of stuff, and well, I, I can't even think of of those right. so many. It, the- in in addition to the the you know veiled racist things that he said, um, the baseball wise, the worst thing he did was basically admitted that they manipulate players' playing time. There's a whole. It's so hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand it. But basically, minor league contract, major league contract, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Once you make the leap to major league play the clock starts ticking on how long your contract is and how much they owe you and basically it all comes down to money and he basically admitted that they are purposely holding back some of their top 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 minor league players because they don't want to pay them 
they don't want to start them on the major league clock because then they have to pay them more and then their their time eventually runs out you know when they when they can suddenly be traded or or be free agents i don't know if it's i don't know if it's so much that he's break that they're breaking the law is that they're breaking the ethics and he mm-hmm. basically was like oh yeah we do that all the time <laughs> you know like, oh yeah. my gosh and these guys are mad. These prospects are so mad. And these aren't like 16-year-olds. They're like 21 and 22 and 23. They're men. They're, they're ready, yeah. you know? One of the players said, oh, he, he just said what everybody was thinking. This is, yeah. you know, this has got to stop. I agree with that. I think he did. I think he admitted to some, it's not just the Mariners. I think all, te- not the racism part, but the manipulating contracts. Mm-hmm. I think they all, all the owners do that. He's just, you know, got busted. Talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. And he did he now and what I wasn't clear on Anna was did he resign or was he fired or is it one of those half and half kind of things? Well, I heard he resigned. That was after all the backlash. Everyone was who who's the guy who he said, uh, yeah, I know we we overpay him. His wife goes on Twitter and says, Uh, so does this mean I should uh put the house on sale? Right? <laughs> you know? She was very funny about it. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Come, Come on, on, man. I think some people think he talked out of his ass. He did. That's <laughs> a great expression. And how about whoever leaked it? Like, that was a private kind of lesson, That one I right? wondered about, too. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So so there are people disappointing us. So he's one. He's a local guy that we're like, gah. But then, okay, both of you, uh-huh. the woman who plays Cara Dune in The Mandalorian yeah has been canceled by the culture <gasps> as well as axed by disney plus did you hear about this no i i did this was last week ish and oh gosh you're right and so much has happened i forget what week that happened but that was like yikes and now yeah. she is gina carano prior to being on being an actress she's like an mma or a wrestler what is she i don't know i don't know much about her yeah she's until... a fighter of some sort yeah yeah okay, oh, okay. What did she, is it something she said or something she did or something she didn't do? It was something she said on social media and tried to compare Republicans in the U.S. to being Jewish in the years leading up to the Holocaust. (laughs) You know what? That's right. I think I blocked that out. (laughs) I think I I purposely killed that brain cell. That's right. She (laughs) did. What's her last name? Carano, I want to say. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was just Googling her. God, or you can right. look up Cara Dune. That's right. Uh, so, or is it Cara? Cara. Irene Cara. Okay. Uh, Wait, Irene Cara did what? No, no, no. <laughs> Cara Dune and Irene Cara have the same spelling. Cara Dune Cara. and Irene Dunn. <laughs> um, so she was asked by Disney Plus and Hasbro took all the Cara Dune action figures off its shelves. I have a question there. So... I am. I love the Mandalorian and and all the original Star Wars stuff, but I had never. I've never gotten into like the Clone Wars and all that other stuff where a lot of the Mandalorian-y stuff happens. Is she like a major character in all of those things too? Like, is this bigger than one show? If there were action figures, you know. This is where we call Ryder the youngin. Our our friend Ryder, uh, who would know this, but uh, or I I guess I could call one of my brothers, but Uh (laughs) wasn't Clone Wars just a cartoon though, or was that a whole? It was a cartoon, but it went into this whole other like it really, from what I understand from Ryder the Young, and who by the way now goes by the Dork Bry, (laughs) the Dork B R Y Bry. You can find him on Twitch uh, Mm -hmm. and all other nerd media, Uh. and. 
that whole Clone Wars thing, even though it was a cartoon series, excuse me, animated feature series, it went into a lot of the Mandalorian-y stuff. And so those characters, what is the name of, uh, I want to call her Starbuck, Bo-Katan, the, <laughs> the woman... The, the the Mandalorian woman who helped him like recover the sword and all that kind of stuff, right? All all of her lore comes out of that Clone Wars family stuff. So I didn't know if um Kara uh Kara Dune. I didn't yeah. know if, if uh she was that too. And the reason I asked that is because you said the action figures. Because that'll really hit you where it hurts, right? Like if mm, you're taking off yeah. all the merch, you're really host because that's where there's a bunch of money in that. So there is. that's really interesting. But wow. Disney don't play. Disney, Disney do don't not play. play. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They take they take family and family values very seriously. You, there's no and I guess AB now that I think about it, I suppose the bachelor is ABC is Oh, Disney, they sure they? are. Huh. Well yeah. mind blown. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you guys know I don't know if Jodie Foster is being canceled. And maybe I don't wanna we don't wanna stir something. She said in a Mercury News interview last week, she she said, uh, yes, Mel Gibson is problematic, but she'll always love him. And I don't know if that in itself is problematic because Mel Gibson, having done the things in the past, I'm not sure how to feel about that. So he, w he had a bunch of scandals several years ago, oh, but yeah. accused him of anti-Semitism, yelling the N-word, being physically abusive to past girlfriends, she made clear she doesn't condone some of his worst behavior, but she has an appreciation for complicated men. That's hard too for me. Yeah, I can't. I can't cancel Jodie Foster. You know, yeah. um, if there's anybody in the world who understands what the media will do to you, um, it's Jodie Foster, who literally had a man try to assassinate the president of the United States to impress her. Um, and <gasps> oh, I forgot about remember? that. Was that the yeah. 80s? 80s, John Hinckley killed, uh, tried to, he shot Ronald Reagan and said he did it to impress Jodie Foster. And so she spent basically her entire life, not so much in hiding, but away from the media. That, in addition to being gay, but I don't even think that was that big a deal. She basically just went underground in terms of media. I mean, she still made movies and she directed movies and acted in movies and she went to college and she did all this other stuff. But um, you could never get an interview with Jodie Foster ever until maybe 10 years ago she started doing some promotion for her films and stuff and even then you had a long list of things that you couldn't ask her so i think that um you're right it is problematic that leads us a little bit i think into the discussion of addiction because look let me lay it out there i hate mel gibson i hate what he stands for i will no longer put my money into his movies and i used to love him but i'm not giving him any of my cash anymore but he's also an alcoholic and i think that you know maybe jodie foster understands what goes into all of that she can see she can see into their friendship she's known him a long time and she knows what's the alcohol and what's the man and all of that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm a hypocrite. Uh, how I can I can hate him but still love her. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard being a grown up. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's like we all have friends that. Hmm. How do I say it? You might have a friend who says offensive things, but you might still be friends with that person or someone who might always abuse alcohol, but gosh, they're fun to be with. Mm -hmm. Like there are those people. And I guess what, when do you, when do you decide to cancel someone? 
right. your friends because right. you, you, you don't do that with like family members. You might know, oh my gosh, what an idiot or whatever, you know, but you still might not cancel them because of blood. But, but how about friends? This might be a Lori question. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think that's what I was feeling, but not able to express in the beginning is where do we offer grace? And, you know, p- people will say, well, maybe he drinks alcohol and he, he it just brings out the ugly in him. But we know that alcohol and drugs will bring out crazy I I think that we all deserve a little grace. And in a way, it sounds like that's what Harrison was trying to offer. He was. In fact, he used that phrase, grace. Mm -hmm. He he literally, Lori, used that phrase that that we need to give back to our original conversation, Rachel Kirkinell, grace. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I guess that's where I like I'm not an expert on any of this cancel culture. I I follow a a gal named Laura. Let me see if I can find her name suddenly. Oh, here she is, Laura Richards. And she has done a lot of work to call out men abusers and stalkers to really call things what they are, because, you know, a lot of times police will be like, oh, he, he didn't mean anything by it when a woman's being stalked or whatever. When I look at those serious kind of things, when when people are doing really terrible things and then we're calling everyone out on every little word. And yes, we we want to not be careful. We want to think different. We want what comes out of us to be what's inside of us. And we want it to be that we love all people. But I'm finding myself going, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be harshly judged if I inadvertently said something that I didn't realize you know, for instance, we, I think a lot of us, you know, Claire, we've said, oh, they Jewed me down, never realizing that was a basically a racist term. You know, right. it was something we or- just said. And it wasn't until I even realized, oh, oh, you know, and started to make sense of it. And how many Jews did I offend and say that so or, ignorantly? Or, or gypped. Yeah. Yeah. Gypped, which means the same thing. Yes, mm-hmm. Lori. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like there has to be grace, but I feel like maybe we're putting a lot of energy into some simple things that we could do a slap on the hand and say, hey, wise up, where we could put a lot more energy into violence, domestic violence and the, the things that are really hurting people. See, on a person to person level, I think that is exactly what people do. But on a Twitter internet social media level it moves too fast and yeah. too big to do that mm-hmm. there's no time for grace because if if a half a million people suddenly say you need to be canceled then the network has to cancel you or they lose their sponsors and they don't get 15 minutes to go back and figure out what happened and right. that's that is what's missing yeah. off of these quote social yeah. media platforms is grace is time yeah it's, it's a balance that uh, that's kind of hard, though, because, you know, there are some things that there have been grace for it for such a long time that then people have had it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're done. Um, they're, they're, they're done. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I think like with, with Rachel Lindsay, she, she had to restrain. She, I remember hearing a podcast. She was saying she had to hold back from uh, saying any more or going over Chris Harrison and just let him talk and talk and talk and then talked about it afterwards because, I mean, people have had it. And mm-hmm. so they just want to call it out when it happens. Right. It's like, let's just nip this right in the bud. 
Yeah, it's a hard balance. And should it be a slap in the wrist? Or is it, you know, hey, stop, and I'm going to tell the entire world? Mm-hmm. Or is there is there a middle? Is there a, is there mm-hmm. a nice little happy medium? And <clears throat> what is the status? For instance, we were talking about Tiger Wood. And, you know, he pulled off so many things, and he thought he was untouchable. And now this new thing, it's like, does he get a pass? You know what? He wow. didn't... Uh, it, Okay, so for people who are still getting caught up on that, Tiger Woods had a a terrible car accident in a place that's very difficult to drive in Southern California. And according to all the police reports, there was absolutely no impairment. He was simply speeding. He was just going too fast. He was going too fast in a very, very dangerous place to go too fast. But you're right. When you you pile this on top, if this had just been a one-time thing, You'd be like, oh, my gosh, how terrible Tiger Woods is in a terrible car accident. But you're looking at a guy with a lot of baggage in history. And the first thing you want to do is jump to a conclusion that he did one of those many things that he has done before. Mm-hmm. I did. And, yeah, I did, too. Mm-hmm. We all did. But even speeding, yeah. you know, it's like, is that is that OK? But saying something isn't. It's like, where where are we right. drawing the line? You know, and so when he said the woke police, I thought I wasn't sure, but I thought woke meant, you know, people that have awakened to what's happening and so yeah. it's like where does he fall into that line he's speeding so he's not saying anything but he's doing something very harmful to other people right mm-hmm. he could have killed someone else mm-hmm. and many people had been killed on that stretch of road if he had killed someone else we'd be having a very different conversation that then he just severely injured himself and probably ended his own storied career yeah. you know but yeah you're right i guess what you're saying is you no longer get a pass when you when you have a long when you have a lot of strikes against you you no longer get a pass. He, If anybody in the world should have superior judgment by now, it should be Tiger Woods. And yet, he's still human. Yeah. Now, just to, just to be clear, though, that street that he was on, like you said, a lot of people have been in an accident on yeah. that street, same stretch, and it's been so bad. One person who actually lives around there was interviewed, and he's like, you can go fast on that street and not be accelerating because it's just you're, you're basically always uh, on the brakes. You got to look for this one video that I saw were the moments before he had the crash. There are some video shots of that now. And it doesn't seem like he's going that fast. In fact, there's someone in front of him and he's got a good distance behind the person. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's not tailing someone and he's not driving recklessly. He looks like he's he's on Cole Creek Parkway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, right. huge hill. <laughs> yeah. some fatal accidents haven't have happened at that same spot. So they built a runway ramp around that section to help vehicles that lose control for those vehicles who aren't familiar with that road like he was and and uh, need an emergency slowdown it's and it's made of thick gravel to oh. slow them down yeah yeah you, and you we know. don't we don't know that a cat or something didn't run across you know we there's any you know other oh, stuff yeah, that yeah. happened there yeah. Right. right but a squirrel he wasn't necessarily texting or talking or anything there mm-hmm. were reports that he was late for the you know thing he was going to and might have been in a hurry I, I, who knows who yeah. knows? But but we do. As soon as we heard the name Tiger Woods, most people jump to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I, my, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, who else is involved? Like, mm-hmm. I thought there was yeah. another car. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and and I didn't know he had five back surgeries until I'm like mm-hmm. looking at Twitter and, and seeing, OK, what is everybody saying? Yeah. And people were like, "Ooh, he had back surgeries. So maybe it's the pain medication and oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. I, I feel like I'm so glad we talked about this and I know that we haven't solved it, but I think it is something that has to be some way somehow addressed or solved. But I, I'm glad that we're talking about it because I feel like 
it's so easy to go to that place of judgment, like you said, Anna. I mean, I I feel like I don't even know Tiger Woods. I don't even do golf, but he cheated on his wife and thought he could get away with it. And oh, right. the first thing you thought to not forgive him. You know what I mean? It's none of my business. And yet, that's the first thing I thought of is, oh, great. Now what? Was he drinking it? You know. And I don't want to be like that. You know. And it's that fine line of calling people out because we have to. We can't let people in our presence say things that are derogatory, racist, whatever. Right. But then. And where's the grace, you know? So I, I think right. it is a, the Bible says, judge not lest you be judged. And I keep thinking, oh man, I'm glad I'm not famous. I would hate that if I did something stupid and got canceled. <laughs> right, right. Well, we, we should say, so since we're talking about Tiger Woods, he did undergo surgery and he is now awake, responsive and in recovery. So thank goodness he wore a seatbelt. Yeah. Yes. And we did see a lot of people were doing some well-wishing around yeah. the world. Uh, people were worried. So yeah. Uh, yeah. We, are, we are very happy that he's uh, okay. He, sh- he should be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something else, you know, it was, uh, he was there for a charity golf tournament that he put on. Um, he was not playing, obviously. He was just, because of his back surgeries, he was just there, you know, giving, quote, lessons to people like Drew Brees and Dwayne Wade, you know, <laughs> being there to represent the charity. But the sponsor of the charity was Genesis, who makes the car that he was in. And oh. and they're saying that the car saved his life. The advanced safety features on the car, the way the cage is designed and some other things, actually saved his life. So he, he you know, thank God he's going to be okay. He's may have inadvertently done a really good commercial for <laughs> the product that was that's sponsoring his golf tournament. Oh, you know, my goodness. Wow. Advancement. So that's another piece I, I, I have a feeling that we may see down the road is yeah. that he may, I wouldn't be surprised if he became a spokesman for, you know, that right. type of thing. Right. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Before That's we go, impressive. though, we have to talk about Claire's animals. Oh, my God. Tell me what's going on there. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, Sharon and I uh, have moved in to the house that Sharon grew up in, in Salem, Oregon. And uh, we're, we're, we're co-living with her, her sister and her partner. And uh, they had a, a cat and a dog. Uh, we have Sheba, the cat, who currently is sitting on my lap, who I'm petting, who is their cat. And uh, Farley, who is a about six-month-old golden, golden retriever. And he is all puppy. He is like <laughs> he is like having an eight-year-old boy in the house. And then, so adding to that is uh, my two dogs, Sadie and Luna. And Sadie's about 15. Luna's like eight. She's a little uh, German shepherd. And then my two cats, too. And so for the last seven days, we have been... Uh, Basically, all of the animals have been learning to to interact with one another and and coexist and learn boundaries and who goes where. And it's just, it's crazy. It has been absolutely crazy. Mostly it's been fine. I will say at the end of the day, it's been fine. There's been no, there's been no blood. No, no, nobody's eyes have gotten clawed out or anything. No Tom and Jerry going on. (laughs) Just a lot of barking, like a lot of barking. Like, like you can't imagine how much barking from, uh, from everybody. There's like no one, like everybody's got. Everybody's got something to say about the situation, but I woke up this morning to three cats on my bed. I was stunned <laughs> that that the house that the cat that lives here, Sheba, decided that my other two cats were asleep enough that she would try sleeping on the bed. And I woke up and there were three cats. I couldn't believe it. But unfortunately, when I woke up, my cat Barley woke up and also realized what was going on. And then it was a half an hour of. <laughs> like 
I was really mm. afraid fur was going to fly, but they didn't. They mm. Somewhere in that cat language, they, they worked out a deal. Yeah, they got their boundaries settled. <laughs> they did. And nobody nobody peed or pooped and there was nothing like that. Um, they just, they talked, they talked it out. <laughs> that is good. I have a friend who she's had her dog, I think it's been two years. And that dog came after a cat that she has. The cat has been around for many, many years. The cat doesn't like the dog, even two years later. Sometimes she'll put video on and and just show us how the relationship goes. And the dog's just, you know, laying down, staring right at the cat who's going. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually, (laughs) she doesn't swat or anything. She just wants to speak her mind. Right. Just that sound, that horrible sound. Cats make horrible sounds. Oh, they do. They want to. Yeah. And then the other scary thing is Claire has to do something for kindergartners. Yeah, I volunteered um, where I used to live in Savannah, Georgia. I knew this uh, woman who runs an an art, um, a nonprofit that brings art into schools. You know, some of these schools have had to cut art programs, especially for for little tiny kids. And, And so she was working as a nonprofit. And ever since COVID hit, they've come to her and been like, please, 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 can you do, can you do stuff with us? And um, they're doing what's called, I guess, STEM is now STEAM. I don't have little kids, so I didn't know that. But science, technology, engineering, and math is now science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And so they brought her in, and she put out this little call on Facebook the other day saying she was looking for volunteers to come into a Zoom class and lead an art project uh, for this book. And I was like, sure, I'm not doing anything. And uh, so I volunteered. And and so tomorrow I have to... uh, read this book called The Dot and then uh, lead uh, the kindergartners on an art project where we're going to use markers and we're going to make them. The Dot is about making your mark in the world. So all you do is boop, make a mark and then you see where you, you see where that mark goes and there's no right and there's no wrong. All you have to do is start by making a mark. All of which are things, by the way, that Coach Lori has taught me. I do want to say <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing the adult version of making my mark for the last week <laughs> as well. But uh, So now with the little kids, but I'm nervous because I can read the book like I'm really good at that. But like the whole art project thing, I'm really like, I'm, I'm kind of scared. Well, you know who's but, really good at that? Our friend who is an art docent. Who's that? Hello, Anna. Oh, you're talking about she's me. She's so funny. She's like, me? I, I wasn't an art docent. <laughs> but see, she's she is talking about she's going to be doing this for kindergartners. Yeah, well, you did. For- so, so what are you worried about there, Claire? Are you, uh, uh, let's see if we could help her, Lori. What you, what you worried about? Okay, let's get right to the root of it. Let's- I'm afraid they're not going to like me. You're afraid they're not going to like you? Yeah. Uh, so cute. What, what are the chances of that? Right. Claire, you're the, one of the most likable people in the world. <laughs> Not to, to, to a five-year-old? Yes. You know what? Five-year-olds <laughs> okay, no, like I everybody. I don't know that, but... <laughs> five-year-olds like everybody. It's the junior high kids that are going to spit in your face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, here, here's some, some advice. Like, okay. Uh, so, I think, because you got so many pets in the house, uh-huh. definitely get the pets inside there. They're going mm-hmm. to love the distraction of that. Oh, good idea. So make, make you know. sure I get like one one of the bark. I'll get Farley in the background because he's like the big fluffy, fluffy one. Okay, yeah, and they, good. They you know, and even if the pets do something really crazy yeah. on your on on whatever you're drawing with, on and well, stuff like that, they're gonna love it. They can make their mark with their paw. They can make their mark with the paw. 
Oh, oh my gosh, what a great idea. Okay, good. I, I like it. that. Good. And be be yourself, Claire, because you yeah. have a silly side. You have a silly side that is mm. adorable. So so show them that side. Show them okay. Lady Claire. I think in Lady fact, Claire, should call you Lady Claire. Lady Claire Miss, is going to make Miss her Lady mark. Claire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So be silly. Use paw prints. Show animals. Be yourself. Yeah. How do you feel sing now? Sing to them if you can. S- can singing to them is a good transition too. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that might upset the teacher. <laughs> no. I think there's going to be a teacher present also. So that <laughs> might, might harm her ears. So how do you feel now? <laughs> I feel better. Awesome. I do. Yes! I, actually, I actually feel better. You guys, you guys are the best at, at encouragement. Well, we're going to want an update. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Cool. Can you sign this for me? (laughs) (laughs) You sign this for me. To prove that I did something good today, and I will give you a, I will give you a full report next week. And by the way, I'm supposed to do this once a month for the next four months. So I'll, I'll, uh, I may need more encouragement in about three weeks. Cool. (laughs) We're here for you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We're here for you. Are you going to record yourself or? Oh, I think the teacher will probably record it. Yeah. By the way, I had to go, I had to do like a background check and all that in case anybody's ever wondering if they're, you know, if you have special guests in your school, even on Zoom, wow. uh, wow. they require a full and total background check. So Didn't uh, know that. I, I was actually, I was actually like that. I was not at mm-hmm. all offended. I thought that was fantastic that they had you do that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Cool. And uh, Lori. Yeah. You were honored in our office <laughs> meeting yesterday. The powers that be gave Lori the employee spotlight yesterday on a Zoom call. Really? It, it was kind of like employee of the month slash show and tell yeah. uh-huh. on Zoom. So that was really nice. And a coworker had interviewed Lori. Lori, your answers were dynamite. Okay. Uh, you had people on the edges of their seats. I've heard your stories and I was still at the edge of my seat. So, <laughs> you know, some things that people didn't know. And uh, uh-huh. one of them being Lori raised lizards. <gasps> really? For a few minutes. <laughs> Until they kept getting out in the house. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> what kind of lizards? Oh my gosh, the kind you win at the fair. My boys brought them home. <laughs> then they got out. And I couldn't sleep. <laughs> did anything eat them or did they eat something they shouldn't have? Um, You know... It it just escapes me what actually happened to them. I, I think maybe we may have sent them to school to be school lizards. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, is that is that like is that like another version of they went to a farm upstate to right. play with other lizards? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, give me yeah. a dog or cat any day, but a lizard or a snake. Oh. Wow. What else did we learn about Lori in this in the spotlight? Um, we also learned what else? Well, they, they didn't know. Some people didn't know that she wrote a book called did not see that coming. So, so they had her describe it and people didn't know her story. And I don't know if you saw their faces. I I did. That was really interesting. (laughs) They were like, Oh, and then, uh, thank goodness, we had the distraction of Gus who like pulled out the book and and showed it off on zoom. (laughs) What, yeah. what, what do you mean their faces? Like, what were they? Well, they, they, they were in shock. Yeah, because I, I, this it's, is what I say. You know how you always have an elevator speech? So I say, after 14 years of marriage and three kids, my husband left me for a man. Not only that, he took my best tiara and cemented my status as a single mom. 
<laughs> and that was after the coworker asked, what is the book about? Wow. It was good. It was good. I loved the reactions. Yeah, I, I could see it. And, and Wingnut's like, bring that book in. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, the person leading the entire Zoom call goes, Lori, I think you're going to see a rise in sales after this Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really good. That Especially, was cool. I'm glad they spotlighted you, of all people. Well, it was nice. I never expected it, you know, because, I mean, there's so many people that have worked here. And uh, this is my seventh year, the month of my seventh year. But, you know, people just don't, they don't know me. I sit here in this little studio. I mean, Anna, you know me best. So it was kind of nice to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not just a little person in the studio. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really nice, um, what, what they call the culture committee. There's mm -hmm. actually a group of people that, that really, that puts those meetings that, that tries to go out of the way to make sure that everybody is, is known and, and, and spot, spotlighted, spotlit. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> spotlit. <laughs> spotlit. So that's really cool. Yeah. 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 I think they do a good job. So, um, I, I bought your book this week too. That's so funny. What? I bought, I did. I bought it. Was it yesterday or the day before? I bought your book oh. and also a book by Anne Lamott uh, oh, that, that you, had, you had recommended me called Bird, Bird by, by Bird. Bird. Oh, good for you. Um, and I think I've you're going to like reading, her. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just, I'm going to read both of them. I did. I will admit I started reading hers first because I went, oh, it's like I opened the first page and I'm like, oh my God. And I just started reading it. Yeah. But, she, uh, yeah. But yeah, I got. I got one of yours too. So if you had a little little bump on Tuesday, that was me. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I'm always telling Claire what to do. Go get my book. Yeah. <laughs> Most of it's really good. <laughs> I wish you could come live with me and tell me what to do every day. No, set the toast at that level. No, put that many scoops of coffee in the coffee. <laughs> That's oh. what I really need you for. Yeah, no, when it comes to food and coffee, I, I still can't get my coffee right. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. We got to get used to start French pressing. Mm. Yeah, that that really is the way to go. Mm -hmm. I agree. I like Lori's reaction. Well, I was doing mm. that, but I could never do the right amount. I always, every day was a mystery. It's like, oh, that's strong. Oh, that's weak. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that a, isn't that an allegory of life right there? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All about measuring. That's right. And That's figuring right. it out. And then adapting when it's not yeah. right. Sometimes you're yeah. strong, sometimes you're weak. <laughs> sometimes you need milk. <laughs> sometimes you need a spoonful of sugar. Yes. Yep. To help something <laughs> go, down. go down. Go <laughs> down. <laughs> or something go down. <laughs> well, I better leave this conversation before you guys ask. So, well, that's it for us. She hasn't watched the show yet, right? What? <laughs> she knows the songs, but she still has not watched the show. And I don't think oh she's gonna. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. I know. Anna, we gave you hey. a great job. Yeah. I, I tell you, what day did I see you, Claire, uh, on Zoom? Saturday, and you go buy the books. Anna, for three years, I've been saying, what, Mary Poppins? <laughs> you haven't seen it? <laughs> hey, blame Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. Well, Blame everything else. <laughs> nice because, try. Nice try, Anna. <laughs> you know, all these shows are out. I cannot, I can't get myself to prioritize <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm watching? so happy. That's yeah. the only thing. I just, I know how happy it will make you. And how you much will sing. you will laugh. You, you love the music. Yeah. Yeah. 
climb. Well, she ran away. Oh, wait, that's no, not the music. That's the sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to see the wizard. No. <laughs> Getting colder. <laughs> well, that is it for us. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for uh, all your words. Because <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> words are hard. That was a lot. We got a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We got today. We did. Yeah. Good. Have a great weekend, everyone. This is Listen and Learn or Or not. not. (laughs) Bye-bye.